You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. So the month of May is coming to an end very, very soon. Um, very quickly, might I add. And I I don't know how this happened, but it completely slipped my mind that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I did an episode um, with a therapist last year. Her name was Lauren, and it is a phenomenal episode where we talked about kind of trauma and just growth and different experiences that kind of shape your life and some of the reasons why you should utilize therapy. And I talk about therapy on this channel all the time. I'm a huge advocate for therapy. However, in a previous episode, I think I was talking to Jessica and it might have been one of her HR episodes, but I said something that I now have to take back. So during that episode, (laughs) I said something along the lines of, I hate meditation. I don't like it. I have a hard time being quiet sometimes. Um, When I'm getting massages, I'm talking. When I'm getting a facial, I am holding a conversation. Like, (laughs) I talk all the time. So having to sit quietly with my thoughts is really, really hard for me. And actually listening to someone kind of tell me what to do as far as just kind of like lying there and they're like, okay, now deep breath and think of this and picture yourself here and do this. At first, it usually starts off pretty well, but towards the middle and the end, if I even make it to the end, I am annoyed. (laughs) This is just me. This is an issue that I have. I know a lot of people utilize meditation and it works wonders for them, but I struggled in the very beginning. And it's actually something that I've had to practice at and kind of find what works for me. So I kind of did a deep dive into the different types of meditation that there are, and that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today. There are a ton of different types of meditation, and only specific ones work for me, but I'm going to tell you about some of the others as well so that you can kind of test them out if you're interested and figure out what works for you. So before I start talking, let me do a disclaimer and tell you that I am not a mental health professional. I'm not a therapist. I'm not a counselor. I am just telling you based on my own experience, use it as you will. Um, But I'm not a doctor or a psychiatrist or anything like that. So this is my personal experience and I'm just passing on knowledge. So I just wanted to put that out there so that no one gets confused or (laughs) tells me, oh, Courtney, you said that doing this would help all my problems. Um, No, that's not what I'm here for. I am just giving advice based on my own opinions and experiences. So that being said, I'm going to move on. But um, yeah. (laughs) So some of the benefits that I've found when it comes to meditation is it really helps you focus on your breathing. I danced when I was younger. I was a cheerleader. I don't know if you hear me. Sometimes I'm like seriously out of breath (laughs) when I really get into a conversation and talk. And meditation, breathing meditation has helped me kind of really focus on my breathing and kind of calm my nerves, bring my heart rate down. It's really good if you have anxiety. I find that 
doing counting, doing breathing exercises and counting and all that stuff really, really has helped me out when like I'm on a flight, for instance, I was on a flight a couple of months ago and there was a lot of turbulence and these breathing exercises that I did in a meditation course came in clutch. Like they helped me calm down. They helped me stop kind of hyperventilating. And I didn't want to be that person on the plane that's just like, oh, you're flying through a storm, but we need to land because this chick is like bugging out over here. So I really had to utilize um, breathing meditation. And then I also used a grounding exercise that I'll talk about in another episode, but that came from my therapist. Another benefit of meditation is it helps you improve your attention span because you literally have to stop what you're doing and focus. And it's really good at kind of taking away all of your excuses, anything that could um, grab your attention, like social media, your phone ringing, like you're supposed to silence everything. A lot of meditation uh, courses or apps and things like that, they tell you to like mute your device or um, to like turn off notifications, things, just different things to make and create a calming space for yourself so that you can really focus on what you're doing. Um, I know with social media, which I think I've talked on here about, my attention span is like the length of a TikTok video. (laughs) And It's really like I'm laughing, but it's really, really sad. And it's something that I'm working on because it's made it harder for me to focus on books or cooking or just getting through my day and doing more than one thing because I'm just so hyper focused on so many things at once that I can't seem to get anything done. So meditation has really helped me with my attention span and kind of focusing and drawing my attention to one thing. Another thing it does, which I just said, is it helps reduce anxiety. Depending on the type of meditation you're doing, it can be so calming. And it, to me, mentally, it does not make sense why this works, but it works. Another benefit is relaxing your body and muscles. So I take Pilates. And one of the things that we do in Pilates is going back to breathing meditation. It works. It's kind of having you take a deep breath and they'll tell you to touch your navel to your um, spine and like pull your stomach in and inhale and exhale and all of that. And you're just sitting there quietly. Like we had some Michael Buble and John Mayer playing softly in the background and she was just giving us instructions and the room was like super calm and tranquil. It's my kind of vibe, honestly, like give me Michael Buble any day. And I will calm down. Like, love that man's voice. But anyway, same thing with John Mayer. But <laughs> anyway, um, it's really good at helping you, like, breathe in and then, like, releasing um, when you're moving from stretch to stretch or changing positions. And it, it makes the world of difference. And I don't know enough about meditation to really understand the logic behind it yet. But when I tell you it works, like, for me... And these classes that I take, it really helps you kind of center, focus. Um, You're really feeling everything within your body. And it releases the tension in your muscles as you switch movement. So you may inhale and bend over and exhale on your way up. And it just makes the world of difference. Like I I need to know the science behind it because it works. (laughs) And then also it quiets your mind. I was just saying how we had music playing softly in the background during Pilates when we were kind of in a meditation um, 
sequence during the class. But a lot of meditation apps will actually play like flutes or just very soft instruments. And they tell you to be still. You're lying flat on your back and you're just quieting your mind. Don't think about anything for, and they talk you through it. And that, I think that's the beauty of it, is getting someone that you want to listen to with a very nice voice and allowing them to talk you through it and actually doing what they say. I had a really hard time <laughs> quieting my mind. I would do meditation in the garage. I live in Texas. Uh, number one is hot. So I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but... Yeah. In the fall, winter, like it doesn't get cold enough usually to where I couldn't do it in the garage. But when it was spring, summer, and we're in the 80s, 90s, like your garage is a hot box. That is why I could not relax because it was hot. (laughs) But when you do it properly, it's all about the space that you're in and kind of setting the vibe that you want to have during your uh, meditation session. I now meditate inside of my apartment, in my living room. I have a yoga mat. I'm comfortable. Sometimes I have a pillow, like propping like my leg up or my neck up, or just I have the support I need to actually sit there and not worry about being uncomfortable. You take away all of your excuses and you focus on what the instructor is telling you to do. And you literally just quiet your mind. Don't listen for your phone. Shut your laptop if you're doing this during your work day so that you don't get notifications. Don't even listen for Amazon at the door. Just relax. If somebody starts talking to you, put up a hand, tell them to stop, or just tell them before, do not bother me. Like, I need this time to myself. Do what you have to do to create the tranquil, calm environment that you need to have a successful meditation session. Like that's up to you. You know your life, you know your surroundings, what could potentially happen. Try to set yourself up so that nothing can disturb you during that time. Moving on, I put down a few different types of meditation that I've looked into. And one is focus meditation, which is really good for beginners. Walking meditation is also one that I do. And it's as simple as it sounds. You're literally walking and I'll put on the meditation app, which I'll go through some of those um, in a few minutes, but I'll put on the meditation app while I'm walking and you literally just calm down. You do breathing exercises, you do, um, oh goodness, mantras and just different things throughout the exercise, but you're literally walking and meditating. Like if you have somewhere to go, walk and meditate. (laughs) It's like killing two birds with one stone. I know you're not supposed to look at it that way, but that's how I look at it. So like I said, breathing meditation is one that I have done and continue to do. That's a good one for beginners. Mantra meditation is good for beginners. There is Christian and Buddhist meditation. I have not tried those two yet, or I'd probably do the Christian one, um, but I'll look into both. But I haven't tested the waters on those yet. There's relaxation meditation, which I have done in a yoga class. Um, That's good for beginners. There's transcendental meditation. I haven't tried that one. There's guided meditation and there's mindfulness meditation, which is good for beginners as well. Within these, I've done walking, breathing, and relaxation. All of them are awesome in their own way. All of them are good based on the situation or the mindset that you're in. 
you just kind of have to try them out and see what works for you. Now, I'm going to say something that might be taken as a little controversial, but I don't know where this came from, but I kind of had an epiphany and I realized why I have a hard time (laughs) or had a hard time with meditation. For some reason, it really bothered me that there was a white man in my ear telling me what to do. Like, I know back when I first started trying to meditate, I was having a lot of issues at work, which could have played into it. Um, I was I'm, was in a bit of a good old boy environment. So that might been that might have kind of been a part of the issue. But I, I can't tell you exactly where that stems from. Um, <laughs> when I kind of self-diagnosed <laughs> and figured out that that might have been part of the issue, um, my therapist was a bit floored. She was like, okay, we need to talk about that and unpack it. Like that was a whole like couple of sessions <laughs> talking about that. But that's actually something that bothered me. So I did do some research and um, I found a couple of apps that I now use. So Breathe is one of the apps that I use. It is super easy. It gives you reminders to meditate. They're very quick and easy. It's meditation your way in an app on the go. Great. There's the mindfulness app, which I don't even remember downloading, but somehow I get reminders in the morning to stop from my mindful, (laughs) from the mindfulness app to just kind of stop and reflect. I get them in the evenings before I go to bed to stop and reflect. So that's pretty much what I do. I just stop and I sit down and I kind of think about my day, think about the good things that happened, the things, the lessons that I learned throughout the day, how I felt during the day. It kind of walks you through it as you utilize the app. But honestly, it's great because otherwise you just kind of move throughout your day without really going back and thinking about it unless something bad happened usually. You can think back on the positive things that happened throughout the day, which is good, but you should also think back on the negative things that happened. But the kicker is you cannot dwell on the negative because then it just completely throws the positive off by the wayside and you kind of get stuck there. So I feel like the mindfulness app is really good at guiding you and telling you like basically to let it go and to think of this next and to do this next. And it's all very positive and it helps me end my day on a really good note. So the next app that I'm going to tell you about is called Liberate Meditation. And this app was specifically designed for people of color. So it turns out I'm not the only person that has this problem when you feel You can't really relax having a person of a specific race or gender talking to you. And so they have both women and men of color who will take you through meditation exercises. And it actually helped me take my thoughts to a completely different place and gave me the ability to relax. So there's a whole article on this app in Bustle that I will try to link if I can find the article um, so that you guys can like read into it. But I actually thought that that was amazing. And a lot more uh, meditation apps for people of color are now popping up. And a lot of this stemmed from people during the pandemic. Um, I'm not going to get big into kind of the race and gender conversation on this episode. This is just purely informative of things that I found that I'm very excited about that I want to share with you. But the Liberate Meditation app 
is amazing. Test it out. Read about it and then test it out. And if it's something, if you like having meditation sessions with females, this is great. There's something about a female voice that is actually more calming to me than a male's voice, no matter what the race is. So I think that it's important to find what works for you and what will help you relax. And don't feel guilty about it. Because at first, I felt really weird that I had that that thought in the first place. You know what? It's normal. Some things work for specific people. It depends on what you're going through in your life at that moment, how you feel about the people in your life and your experiences. So I don't think it's something to be embarrassed of or to feel some type of way about. I think it just makes us human. And sometimes we need what we need. And right now, having a woman of color speak to me calmly and they have meditations that have to do with like events and things that are going around. Um, They're still talking about the pandemic and how people are struggling to kind of cope, even though we're like, what was it, 2020? And we're in 2022. I think mentally it was traumatic for a lot of people. And so they have a lot of meditations to kind of help you cope with the pandemic. I think this is when that app really, really took off. It's a great app. I think the message behind it is wonderful. And I think that it's worth a look into. So if you are interested in an app specifically designed for people of color for meditation purposes, please check out Liberate Meditation. As a reminder, the other two were the Mindfulness app and then Breathe. Okay, so that's all I have for today's episode. Like I've said before, mental health is very important to me and it should not only be recognized during the month of May, but you know, we'll take it when we can get it. I'm a huge advocate for it and I think that we need to normalize having these sorts of conversations about therapy, meditation, breaking patterns, getting help, suicide prevention, all these factors that play into mental health and getting people to a healthier mental state without feeling like they're going to be judged or isolated from society and everyone that they love because they're struggling. I think we really need to normalize asking for help. And I know that we're, people are taking strides as far as teaching newer generations and getting younger people um, focused and more aware of their mental health and how important it is. But I feel like uh, even as adults, a lot of us are still struggling and embarrassed of not looking strong or feeling like we have it all together. And as humans, We are all flawed and that needs to be more accepted and it needs to be kind of the message that we spread. Like no one has it together 100% of the time and it is okay to ask for help and help comes in so many different forms. You can go to a specific person for help. You have prevention hotlines that you can call, but you can also just do it privately and it's as easy as downloading an app and doing the exercises a couple of times a week or every day, whatever suits you. But I think that the mental health conversation needs to be more than just a single month. There are a lot of conversations that need to be more than just a specific month. But I feel like doing episodes like this and being a part of the conversation is what I feel like I can do to help push everything and bring the momentum up for others. And 
if you see me and you want to talk about mental health, let me know. I love talking about it. I will tell you so many stories about what I'm doing, what I have done, what I have been through, how far I have come. I never thought that I would be so hype about going to therapy and meditating and just doing all these things that I do, but it's self it's all a part of self-care and self-care is so important. And as we kind of go day by day, we're going to work, we're interacting with people. It is crazy how much stuff we just pack on and pack on our backs and pack in our minds and just carry throughout life. And it's time to start putting some of that shit down. Like you need to focus on yourself and do what is best for you. The person next to you is going to do what is best for them. At least I hope they are. But you need to focus on yourself and do what is best for you and just forget all the noise and take the first step into making sure that your mental health is okay. That is your job. No one else can do it for you. So I hope this episode helped. I hope you enjoyed it and I will see you in two weeks. Bye. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you want more information on previous or future episodes, please check out my website at thelivingroomconfessional.com. And you can also check out and follow my IG page at livingroom underscore confessional. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.